What makes the good life the good life? This podcast is on a mission to find out. So join us as we explore the Heartland's best and most honest voices. Venture to all four corners of York County, because when it comes to quality of life, it's all about keeping it local. Brought to you by the York County Development Corporation, this is 17 County. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of 17 County. Be sure to like, subscribe, and review our podcast. Doing this helps us grow our podcast, so we appreciate the help from our listeners. We would also like to take the time to thank our members. Without these great members, we wouldn't be able to do what we do here at the YCDC. We'd like to thank Cornerstone Bank, Agri-Products, Henderson State Bank, York General Hospital, Perennial Public Power District, Union Bank and Trust, York Cold Storage, and so, so many more. Members can be seen on the member directory page at yorkdevco.com. That's yorkdevco.com. Let's get to the interview. Heather Holgren, Renewed Horizon CEO, is with us today. Heather has lived in many other towns, but decided to call York her home post-graduation from York College, which is now York University. Um, Heather, along with her husband, two kids, and two dogs, love to spend their free time swimming and camping. Thank you for joining us, Heather. Awesome. Thank you. So we're just going to start off with some this or that questions to kind of ease into it. Um, Would you say... You like reading or listening to music more? Oh, listening to music. Okay. Do you have a favorite genre? Uh, no. Literally, I will listen to whatever. Anything? Yeah. Okay. Um, Coke or Pepsi? Oh, Pepsi. Is there a reason? Um, no, there's really not. I don't know. I, I think I like the sweetness of the Pepsi mm-hmm. Coke. Um, but yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Text or call? Hmm. That's kind of dependent on what it is. Most likely, though, I'm going to text you. Yep, I agree with that one. Uh, cats or dogs? Dogs. <laughs> that was a quick answer. I'm allergic to cats. Oh, okay. So it's kind of a, a natural build-in to the dogs. Yep. Well, that makes sense. Uh, pen or pencil? Pencil. Always. Usually. Okay. Yeah. It depends. <laughs> yep, yep. Fair enough. Um, so, yeah, we're just going to get right into the interview. Um, tell me a little bit about growing up. Uh, where did you grow up? What was your family like? Yeah. So I grew up, um, the majority of my life, uh, when I turned six months, my parents moved to Estes Park, Colorado, Mm -hmm. and I grew up there, graduated from there. Um, when I came out here to go to school, I still would go back in the summers and would work, um, just be with family. And then, um, my parents moved down to Southern Colorado. And then I have um, three older brothers that they still reside up in the Northern part of Colorado. So in like the Loveland, Wellington type area. Um, So I get to visit both ends of the state when I go visit family. And um, I was born in Colorado. So Colorado has just kind of always been my home. And I can always tell when people post pictures if they're in Estes Park, because there are certain things (laughs) I remember and can see in pictures. And that's always like, oh, my hometown, how cool. Um, and then came to school out here and have remained ever since. And so, um, like I said, I have three older brothers. I have 12 nieces and nephews. I had to think about that. Um, and that, you know, it's great to be able to go visit all of them, see all of them. And that's, that's kind of been just growing up. It's been me and my three brothers and my parents and all that family. 
Yeah. So. Yeah. And you get a good vacation spot. So yes, that's yes. awesome. Yeah. Yes. Um, what did your parents do growing up? Um, kind of a few different things. You know, when I was younger, my mom did um, in-home childcare. And I remember, you know, it was me and three other girls. And then as we got older, my mom started working in a clinic, a medical clinic where she did medical record work and, and a lot of the kind of behind the scenes office work. Um, and then she started working for a physical therapist where she basically was the office manager. You know, she did all of those, literally what I would call behind the scenes, daily task work, um, you know, those things that you kind of have to have to function smoothly as a business. And then my dad did a lot of human service type work. Um, he did everything ranging from an EMT. He was a preacher for the majority of my early childhood and then kind of shifted gears. He worked, um, in a funeral home. He worked in home oxygen, um, with a company for several years. Um, it was really cool to be able to go with him and, and meet his, his clients. And we built really good relationships, you know, when I was younger. Um, and then he's worked, oh goodness, just various, various positions, but always people related. Um, and so now actually he works for me, <laughs> um, which is really cool, uh, to be able to do that. And, and, we're looking, you know, even to bringing my mom on to do, wow. to do some things. And so, um, a lot of what I do in my drive comes from watching my parents do those types of jobs growing up. And absolutely. so it's absolutely carried over into what I do now. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you said you volunteered when you were a kid mm -hmm. a lot too. Was that human service based or was that kind of all over the place or, you know, Growing up, um, my mom and dad will tell you that I kept them busier when I was in high school than all three of my brothers did at the same time. Um, I liked to be very active and involved in various things. And one of the things that I got into um, was Girl Scouts. And through Girl Scouts, there were several opportunities for me to do different projects, um, to do a lot of community-based things. And I did a lot of work for the awards that you can, can earn, you know, Boy Scouts has their Eagle Scout award. The equivalency on the Girl Scout side is the gold award. And then there's also the bronze and the silver awards that you can work on as well. And so through those, there were various activities or volunteering opportunities that I really worked through and, and worked on. And so I did some volunteering um, at our local nursing home, I went up and would read to residents who they just, they couldn't read very well um, or at all and just didn't have people that were coming in and seeing them and, and being able to do that. Um, I actually had a really, really cool relationship with one of the re uh, residents that even when I was done, I was still going up and reading mm -hmm. to her and just having conversations with her. Um, I did work with, um, volunteer work with a home that's there that works with um, women and children who are getting out of domestic violence, abusive type of situation. Um, and they live there with their kids. And um, we completely rebuilt or redid their library as part of my goal award is what I did is I gave them a, a good solid place for these kids and, and their moms to go and read and have that bonding time. And so I've always 
just kind of done things like that naturally. Um, but that was probably the starting point was learning to do that through Girl Scouts and then watching my parents. Yeah. So you have a pretty solid foundation in, well, human service and just your passion for it. It sounds mm-hmm. like it goes way back. It's so it does. Yeah. <laughs> so you went to York University, well, college then, university now. Um, what was your degree in? What was it like going to school there? <laughs> So actually, my background, my degree is a K-12 vocal music education. Oh. So I, I you know, educating, um, I love to teach. I do. I, I love to teach. Music's always been a really important part of, of my life. I did a lot of stuff with music growing up in school. You know, I did the band and the choir um, thing, which was awesome because that led to, you know, an opportunity to go tour Europe and perform over there because of those two things. And so that carried over into just wanting to work with kids, um, wanting to teach those. They were so impactful for me as classes that I was like, this is kind of a perfect fit, right? So came out here to York. Um, I finished my degree in about four and a half years. And I taught for four years after that in public school. And during that time, just found that teaching in the schools was not necessarily the right fit for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it was because of that kind of realization, I then then started to kind of pivot and shift. And um, I worked in machining for not quite a year in between before I worked for another provider that I was working with in the foster care world. And that's really where I started getting more of that in the field, what you would probably call true human service, you know, teaching as a human service, hands down. Um, but it's working with the caseworkers, working with the kids, working with the families. And then that just kind of springboarded everything that has led to today and what I do now. Um, and then I actually had also completed uh, my master's online um, in music education, or well, actually it's just a master's of art and education. And so my background is deeply rooted within that education piece. Mm -hmm. And so that has, I think, also played a role into what we do now, because there is a lot of educating in what we do with staff and families and so, yeah, going to school here was really, it was a change. It was very interesting. you know, growing up in Estes, class of 80-some kids, and then you come to a college um, that, while not a huge one by any means, it's still a lot of, a lot of students, and it's a lot of adjusting, and it's um, it was a lot of change. But overall, I mean, I it was a great experience, and so I kind of cherish those years. Yeah, absolutely. What made you want to stay in York? <laughs> I got married. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Um, no, I, I did marry, um, a local, um, boy here and, um, families here, you know, and we, we talked a lot about, you know, moving, where would we move to, um, when you grow up in two very different worlds where you go from mountains as far as you can see, which isn't very far, um, to flat where you can see, quite a ways. It's, it's hard to make those adjustments and those, those shifts, you know, and as we, as we went through and looked at everything at the end of it, it was, you know, there's opportunities here. 
Um, a lot of what I liked about being here is everything is just so much slower paced <laughs> than being in Estes. You know, Estes is known as a tourist town. And so there were just job opportunities here that we may not have had access to going somewhere else. And I was able to get a teaching job um, right away. And I was currently working um, at the country club when, when I was in school and graduated. And so it just made more sense to stay here. We had family here, um, his side of the family's here, and it was just the right fit. It seemed yeah. natural and really no reason to move. Yeah, I mean, we're glad that you stayed, obviously. <laughs> but... My name is Don Freeman II. I'm president and CEO of Agri-Products in York, Nebraska. We are a manufacturer of quality equipment, uh, grain handling, food storage, food service. And if you ever want to get a hold of us, you can get on our website or you can contact us at 402-362-5500. Thank you. What made you decide that you wanted to start your own agency? How did you make that decision? Um, there were a lot of things. Um, having been foster parents ourselves, we we naturally had a, a passion for it, just as people, um, as a family. And having worked in that field um, in different role than I am now, there were a lot of things that I saw um, that were really good. There were a lot of things that I saw that I was like, oh man, I would love to change this. We built, um, I built relationships with families, you know, and when I left doing that, um, I really missed working with those families. I missed the relationships. I missed being able to help them. I missed being able to teach them, um, you know, and share my own personal experience of being a foster parent with them and letting that be kind of a tool or a resource for them. And I had families that I worked with that had, you know, over time reached out and they're like, oh, we miss you. You know, you got, you need to start your own. And when I'm hearing that, it just kind of reaffirms like, okay, maybe that really is kind of the world that I, I should naturally be in, right? I've always, you can ask my husband this, I've always been, let's start a business, you know, and I'm like, let's do a bakery, let's do something. And this was the right fit right. <laughs> for opening and starting um, a business. And so from that point, when I was hearing feedback and just you know, previous families that I've worked with reaching out and kind of just reaffirming, you know, uh, Jason and I have sat down and, and I said, here's the deal. I miss this. You know, I, there's things that I would love to see changed and implemented that I feel would make a huge impact and a difference. And so we started talking more and more about it. And then I started reaching out to others, you know, um, talking to YCDC chamber just to understand like, Hey, what's, you know, kind of the need, what's, how's this look? What's these processes, right? Cause I come from education background. Right. Mm -hmm. And after talking with them and really getting a lot of feedback um, and talking with other individuals, I was like, this is, this is right. This is the right move. I had a lot of support from people who just knew me, knew my drive to do things. Um, and so when I got the right people, in the right places and had those conversations with those who now sit on my board, it all just kind of fell together. The timing was right. Mm -hmm. It was the right um, job 
I guess if you want to, I don't think of it as a job. I just think of it as like, this is, this is who I am. Yeah. You know, it's kind of what I do. So it's, it's right. It all just smoothly kind of came together. Um, and I was so thankful for having people in positions uh, to help pick up things that, yeah, I don't know. Um, and so I will never claim to know everything. I will put the right people in the right places right. to help with that. Um, but it, it really, it was right. Everything was right. Absolutely. Meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Well, I guess backing up a little bit for our listener, what does Renewed Horizons do? Oh, or, yeah. Like what, what is, what do you guys do? Yeah. That's a great question. Yeah. So we, when we started, our primary focus was foster care and adoption services. Um, and so we work with foster parents who are interested in becoming a licensed home. We go through the whole process from start to finish. We meet with them. We really talk about, you know, what their goals and hopes are, you know, what's, what has inspired them to pursue it. Um, we go through licensing. Um, I train them through the training that is required of every foster parent to do in the state. And then we get them licensed and then we work with them with placements and we support them with, um, they have a foster care specialist that supports them. And so they've got that ongoing continued support um, once placements are made. And then as time went, um, we knew that there were going to be other services and things that we were going to provide. And so we started to provide the family support services. So that side works with biological families um, to help them with working essentially to get their kiddos back and sometimes to help prevent from having their kids taken out of their home. So we work both the preventative and intervention side of everything. And so we added that component. Um, let's see here. We opened in January of 2020. We added that piece in May of 2020. So now we're starting to look at even more expansion of services and programs. We're at a point where we can grow. Um, and so we're really children family based. Um, we're looking at other preventative uh, programs and services that we can do, which I'm super excited. I've got one coming out in 2023. I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag yet on that one. Darn it. Um, and that one, I, that one's super exciting because it's going to be something new, something fresh. Um, it's going to be something that really targets the preventative side and bonding, you know, with, with the children and the caregiver. And so that's, yeah, super excited. Oh, I could go on for a minute. Um, but so it's all children, family-based services, support services, preventative intervention. Okay. And I know that in the area and honestly, almost everywhere, foster homes are in a major need. Can oh. you talk a little bit on, on that and maybe how you would get involved if you wanted to, to start fostering children? Yeah. So, you know, honestly, it is statewide. It's a huge need um, for foster homes. We have a lot of, of children and youth that come through that we, you know, right now it's a good problem we have, but a bad problem at the same time. You know, our, our homes are just, they're full and we can't put more kids into the, to those homes. And so really finding individuals and homes that you know, even just have thought about it or knows somebody who has done it, but doesn't really know who to talk to or, you know, what does this look like? What does it mean? You know, everything in this world starts with a conversation. 
100%. And so talk to those people that maybe you know who have done foster care in, in the past or are currently doing it and just ask some of those questions because until you ask, you won't know. Um, I always encourage people, you know, call, call an agency, call a provider and just ask and say, you know, hey, I've thought about this before, but I just, I'm not sure where to start or what it looks like. Mm-hmm. I always, um, one of the things that we do is any family or a person who reaches out to us, um, or just even in passing that we get into a conversation, I always tell them, give us a call. Let's just set up a time to talk and answer questions, you know, tell you what the process is like. Um, you know, one of the things that people are always worried about is, well, if I get licensed, are you just going to show up and put a kid in my house? Absolutely not. Um, at the end of the day, it is your decision. You know, if, if the kiddo or kids are going to be a right fit in your home and what you currently have going on, you, you're either going to tell me yes or no. Um, and honestly, I'd rather you tell me no if you know or have any, you know, kind of doubt of, oh, I just, I'm not sure, then tell me no, because I would rather hear no than, than to see something else happen. So it's a best advice I can give is, is talk to somebody. Um, that's the, the only way you're going to find out. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, if someone was interested in becoming involved in any other ways, are there like volunteer opportunities or what, how else could they become involved with Renewed Horizons? So right now we don't have any, um, specific, uh, volunteer type of opportunities or situations. One of the things that we do, um, do throughout the year is, um, we will do various things for foster homes during like foster parent um, appreciation month. Um, holidays are a big one where we we really love when organizations or groups or individuals reach out and say, hey, holidays are coming up. Is there something we can do to help? Um, and so we get a lot of people who sometimes they'll just they'll bring gift cards so that we're able to go and purchase, you know, gifts for families um, to have for the holiday time. Um, we've had people who have just donated gifts in general and, and brought those so that we were able to, to give those to the kids in the homes. And so right now, the biggest ways to get involved is um, reach out for, you know, are there things around the holidays that we're looking for? Um Right now we have, if you follow us on our website or on Facebook, um, we're doing what's called the Cards for Cause. So we're partnering with um, an Usborne uh, person here in town who is doing, It's the purpose of it is the funds that we get from these Cards for Cause are going to go towards Christmas um, for our kids. So all of those funds that come in, we're going to turn around and we're going to go and we're going to purchase gifts for each individual kid that we have in care. And so that's another way to get involved. As we grow even more, there's going to be other opportunities that we're going to have. And eventually, you know, I'm hoping to see volunteer opportunities come. Um, It's just right now we don't have anything for that. Um, We work with interns. We work with practicum students. Um, and so those are kind of our big ones right now. So, but if you have, you know, anything, we have people donate items just in general. Um, I have a ton of, you know, girls clothes and we've got diapers and wipes and just things that individuals have donated to us to be able to provide to homes, um, upon placement if the, if the kiddos, you know, maybe don't come with some specific things. So those are the main things that, that we have right now. Okay. It's definitely something to 
keep in mind with the holidays right across or right around the corner too. So yeah. We're going to go into some rapid fire. So I'm going to shoot some questions to you. Just first thing that comes to your mind. Uh, favorite smell? Favorite smell? Yes. Ooh, campfire. Okay. Makes sense with hiking, <laughs> camping, and being outdoors. Okay. Uh, favorite season? Fall. Is there a reason? I don't know if there's a reason. I love the smells and the colors mm-hmm. and the holidays that are in the fall. Like Halloween... I will even put Thanksgiving in the fall. I love it. The shift in weather, Mm -hmm. the colors that you see from Mm -hmm. leaves changing. And and part of that's from growing up, you know, Aspen leaves changing. Yeah. So yeah, fall hands down. Okay. Um, Dream vacation. Mm -hmm. I would love to go back to Switzerland. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Is there something you'd like to do there in particular or just sightsee, be a tourist? Um, probably more just be a tourist, um, be able to explore a little bit more. You know, I had mentioned earlier, I got to tour over in Europe. Switzerland was one of the places and it was a tight schedule and, and which was fine, but I feel like there's so much more there to see. And I would totally go back, see the same things I saw, but see some more. Yeah. And look at it with more adult eyes too. I mean, you, you look at things different, mm-hmm. but, um, favorite place in York County. That's a really good question. I know. Putting you on the spot. Okay. <clears throat> Honestly. So we camp in Waco. Okay. Frequently. And especially around Halloween. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably outside of like being at home would probably be a favorite place I have to go okay. being outside. It's, it's such an interesting kind of treasure because you're right by the interstate. But you don't really realize it. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. And they do a great job with keeping the grounds beautiful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, well run. Um, Favorite local event? That's a really good question. I don't know that I would have a favorite one because each one has something unique and different to it. Oh, yeah. Um, Which makes you enjoy them all. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Um, So... I guess we're going to move on to a segment that's just about what makes you happy. Um, What impresses you about York County? What do you love about it? Um, Why, why is York your home and continues to be so? Uh, What do we provide to you? You know, I think about that often because, you know, we, when you get older, you think about more things, right? (laughs) Um, And so for me, um, as an individual and even, even just as a, as, as a mom, um, and a spouse, I love the fact that York County, the York community, I, I mentioned this before is so slow. It's just a slower pace. It allows you an opportunity to just kind of take a step back and be like, huh, and, and think about some of those good old days, you know, when I was younger, um, and growing up somewhere where in the winter it was very slow paced. Mm-hmm. And I love that because of that, I can balance, you know, work time with family time. And there's things that I can do with my kids. Um, there's a lot of things that York provides that I don't know that we would have it in another community, especially a bigger one, yeah. you know, small, there's, there's a very big value to small town. And I wouldn't trade that. I don't know that I'd want to leave somewhere that allows 
personal growth opportunities um, that allows for my kids to grow up um, in, you know, safe, safe spaces. Mm -hmm. If you go outside of small towns, you lose that. Yeah, absolutely. You get caught up in the hustle and the bustle of everything and, and it's kind of a grind and, and here it's not that way. Right. Um, I've truly valued the opportunities that I've had to work with individuals who truly care about you as a person and want to watch you grow and thrive. Yeah. And you don't get that in larger communities where there's big businesses and that's the primary. Right. That's in small town. Yeah. And I want to instill in my kids as they grow this is what makes people better people. Yeah. And they're going to be good people. Yeah, absolutely. That was very well said. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, taking the time out of your schedule, which I'm sure is extremely busy right now. But <laughs> really appreciate it. Um, do you have any final thoughts? Uh, anything you just are dying to tell people? Not necessarily anything pressing, but I just hope and and am excited to see how York continues to grow. And it's because of the people here. And so I hope, you know, I encourage everybody to take a minute and just remember everything that York's provided for you and the county's provided for you and and value that. Yeah, absolutely. Well thank you again. Um and Hopefully we'll do another podcast in a few more years. Hey, yeah, I'll be, I'll be around. There we go. We would like to take the time to once again thank our members. Without these great members, we really wouldn't be able to do what we do here at the YCDC. We'd like to thank Cornerstone Bank, AgriProducts, Henderson State Bank, York State Bank, Community Title Company, Overland Ready Mix Company, and York Cold Storage. We really appreciate all the support that our members are able to give us and can't thank them enough for making what we do possible. This is 17 County, a new podcast brought to you by the York County Development Corporation in Nebraska. For more information about life and opportunity in the heartland, visit yorkdevco.com. Come grow with us. And if you liked this episode, be sure to rate and review 17 County on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen.